Welcome to the Solution to Real Estate Podcast, where myself, Bill Sexton, and Jeff Seabach, we come together with a couple of mics in between us to talk about industry topics, things to put the consumer first in real estate, and sometimes just to get some things off our chest that we see going on is that this, we want to discuss. Is this our first episode that's going on YouTube or that's next week? We have been on YouTube for a while now, okay, but you just aren't a YouTuber. Well, so Because on YouTube, they'll be able to see the new logo in the back. Yes. Like, Do you like our sign, guys? Oh, Leopard. Yeah. National Association of Real Estate Teams. It's it's branded now. It's yeah. official. And our video is going to be released soon because we're getting it updated and I'm so excited. So awesome. it's going to be on Inman.com. Today's topic, it's oh. actually, and it's going to be with real trends, right? Don't all the real trends people get it as well? I think so. I, well, but today's, in the email, yes. And yes, today's topic for the podcast is a timely one because we were actually were just at a presentation earlier. Well, on Tuesday, you were on a panel with top producers. And the beginning part of the panel with the market update of Tina Tambor, who is famous in Phoenix. Yes. She's real estate famous. Right. So what she does is her company exports all the data out of MLS and and the public tax record system. Right. Combines it together with all the new builds, everything and creates charts and graphs for us, which we're totally spoiled because it's completely awesome to look at a chart, a picture, instead of looking at supply of the notice. It's it's very much, it's way easier to see in a picture. And what was apparent in that presentation two days ago that we're now talking about today on our podcast is inventories rising faster. Yes. When will the shift begin? Right. So we've sustained about now five weeks of inventory rising faster. That was a big thing because, you know, you're looking for a setting trend and she said, you do not predict the future, but you can project inventory further because the, the for us, the supply was, was inching up. And then all of a sudden it made like a left turn and started heading up faster and faster. Okay. So I have some stats. Okay. So do you want like me to, to talk about overall market Let's stats? Let's scare everybody first and then we'll talk about it. Uh, okay. Well, I cannot scare them first. Okay. And that is. That's not fun. All right. The difference in inventory from February 27th to June 26th, 50 up 58% overall dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. are up you setting the stage phil up 58 percent. but you know not all price ranges act the same okay well tell us who, who should be the most intimidated by your scary stat well i think that um if i go to 500 to 600,000 and i look at from march 20th to yesterday or to tuesday it's up 99 percent. 500 to Huh? What it's range? 500,000 to 600,000. Which is almost every house in Phoenix. Now. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's, that's only what the people at 300,000 hope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but up, uh, you said 100%? 99%. 99%. 600 to 800,000? And, and actually less than, because February to June is four months. That You said three months. In three months, it's up uh, 100%, 99%. Yeah. Okay. From February to June and the 600 to 800,000, it's up. Uh, 96.6%, just to give you an idea of where some of the, the fact that inventory is growing. So if it was one, now it's two. Yeah. Or 40 to 80 or 300 to 600. Okay. Good yes. All right. And actually from 600 to 800,000, it was from 387 to 781. So yes. Right. But so do we what's want to interesting, pull the audience, audience hold on. So let me, okay. I'm going to ask you, cause you know, I like to quiz Jeff Seabox so we can see how good you really are. Mm-hmm. 600 to 800,000. 
the, our inventory is up 96.6% since February 20th. Let's slow down because what was the numbers again? 600 to 800,000. 600 to 800,000. Our inventory is up 96% from February to June. Okay. Do you think that it is above or below last year's number? Below. Yeah, below. By how much? I would say by 30%. 18%. Okay. All right. Good. Below, All right. still below by 18%. So when we're going to see headlines that's talking about inventory rising, Jeff, it's doubled. Yes. It's doubled. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, I would like to go with, uh, to keep everybody from jumping off the edge. Yeah. Right. Like, cause it, when you start at such a low base, cause that's the problem is when you start at such a low base, it always seems very scary when you throw out big, huge increases. But the reality is, is if you go from, you said from 400 to 800, and then if you increase by 400, it's actually going to slow. The increase is going to slow because you could increase the same amount. Now that's 50%. Yeah. And then if, once you get to 1200, now it's 30, you know, I like, get it. Percentages are a hard way to true, to get an accurate portrayal right, of what's happening. Good way to scare, scare an audience or to write a headline or to write a headline. If yes. you're, if you're like, I actually was just meeting with a couple of agents who are going to send a mailer to their farm. Yes. And they were asking for information on like, what should they be talking about today? Right. If you want to intrigue potential sellers, tell them that inventory's up. 100% or 99% because that looks a little more it's more real you know I like specifics yes um just one more stat in there is on this chart that we're looking at I'm actually from 2017 all the way till now and those right? who are joining us now it's a chart from the Cromford report right which Tina is a, Tambor. right right he's a he's a quant he's a master in mathematics from Oxford University puts his stats together it's not us he moved to London he trained Tina like Tina's really the boots on the ground now like he's her mentor no question but they yeah put produce she's been there for 12 awesome years. results yep. so anyway 2017 at this time we are we had 1,200 listings. So even though we're at 800 now, we could still say that we are. But it's why that? we wanted to talk about it on the podcast because we need 50% it, growth it's to get the, back. It's, it's just the beginning of a sustained trend. And is if it continues just as it's increasing today, yeah. we are going to see the beginning of a shift in the marketplace because we have been in this marketplace. We have been in this marketplace since one, one, one full year. Yeah. yeah. What, like even pre, pre, pre COVID. And she, but she also, I mean, when you talk to any statisticians, they're like, take 2020 and everything that happened there with everything that happened in 2020 and throw it out the window and then pay attention to where you're at now compared to the three years prior. And that's what she was doing with these stats is the 2020 was an anomaly. Like it went like this and like this because people thought at first nothing was going to happen. And then- Well, I mean, what happened was it because of the pandemic, it kept some of the demand off the table. That demand with the combination of uprising prices and the lowest interest rates ever led to a demand that is unattainable, right? Yes, like, yes. Yeah. So here's a, I, I guess, you know, part of what we want to cover is, okay, what do we do with this information? Yes. Right. But I like to present the information. So at least we're all kind of in the same boat or on the same page with what we're looking at. Well, I like to ask Carnivore or JB, are they seeing the same thing in their markets or even Nina? Like what, what are you seeing in Vegas, Nina? No, Nina's here. You, you thought that was Linda. Oh, okay. I, I've been wanting to go to Vegas, but yeah, I'm, in Arizona. Oh, I'm sorry. Linda that comes on is from Vegas. I apologize, Nina. 
JB, are you seeing uh, inventory bump up? Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, not, not quite your 99%. It's, it's more of the 50, 60% range. But what's interesting, for, for the first time in over a year, I'm actually seeing price reductions. Like it's not just that inventory is coming out. I'm seeing people going, you know, maybe we priced it a little high. I love the fact that you just said that, JB. It's like you're reading my notes, my man. Let me, <laughs> in fact, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. Sorry to my podcast listeners. But you see that? I just want to show you. This is the listing. This is the list price reduction chart that I'm looking huh. at next because that is one of the first things that changes. List yep. price um, price reductions change. And then you know what? What also changes? What stat also changes when inventory rises? Days, Days on market. market. Days yeah. on market. It well, went from six and for those to that seven. Maybe new to the business. <laughs> for those that will be new to the business, the reason is is that because sellers believe the stories that their neighbors tell, and because sellers believe that their house is the nicest house in their neighborhood always. So whenever there's a number, they must get 50,000 more than the one that just sold because their house is better than the house that they never seen before or had been in and they've never sold a house. But we know it's better because so, we live in it. And because we're, you know, we have lots of agents out. Most agents, it, when we're in a such a tight market, will do anything to get a listing because it's going to ensure lots of traffic and lots of automatic marketing is what I call that. When you get a listing now, the marketing just buyers calls like activity so let's just take it at whatever the seller wants to list it at and they list the house too high and then we get the price yeah, reduction fair but that's a that's a bad strategy yes. by the way that yeah. you don't like that you, we we don't agree with that strategy right but i do want to give the specific numbers because since february 14th price list price reductions in our marketplace are up 91% but again that is from a very low number. We are still, I mean, currently we're at maybe 500, we're at 500 list price reductions in a week. And in the last three years, we were up at 2,500 yes. list price reductions in a week. So we're still at only 500. We're a fifth of what was normal on this last three years. But yet, because it's double of what it was, what these are, are all leading indicators. We These are the numbers, the metrics that we watch to see that the shift is actually happening right now. Yes. And I, I actually have started to prepare my sellers for the shift. Like we have one now. Um, and that, that they might have to pay for a home warranty. No. Well, that's in the lower <laughs> price ranges, but, but that's that was Tina's joke. I had to give her. No, the house, we got an offer for one, four, one, five, one point four million, uh, one, four hundred thousand and fifteen. And the house appraised for one three, although it was listed at one three five, and we had three offers over one three five. And then when it canceled, we couldn't get an offer higher than one three five. And the seller was like, "I don't want to take that." Yeah, I'm like, it appraised for one three zero. She's like, I'm like, that's fifty thousand more than the market, the 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 offer at full price. And she, you know, but it's hard because that's what the shift is going to be like. Is that you have to uh with baby boots steps lightly tread into that to begin to to change your rhetoric around oh you might get 15 or 20 offers or 30 offers to, yeah. we're hoping to get one or two and then you're going to start to see the things like the free lease backs are going to start to come off the table that guy's going to have to change his ad about six month lease backs because that was march that's not may 
right? Like, yes. Yeah. No. And you're going to see um, not 23 offers with people waiving appraisals and inspections. You're going to see you, the number of offers decline. You're going to see what people are willing to waive decline because the demand, good news demand is buyer's zone. Excuse me. Demand is held strong. But now there's more oranges on the shelf. Correct. And that's your favorite analogy is when there's fewer oranges on the shelf, prices go up, people get, buyers get a little crazier. Well, now that there's more oranges coming on the shelf, twice as many as there were three months ago. And hopefully for a lot of you, this is really good news because if you're working with more buyers and sellers, your FHA buyer might get a house now. Your VA buyer can win. Yes. So now the FHA buyer can come in with a full price offer or almost or or maybe a thousand over and win where right. before they had no chance of winning yeah so um i'm gonna ask and you probably already know well, this. especially so for let's that. ask the audience raul in a balance yeah. in a balanced market not a seller's market not a buyer's market because right now we've been in an extreme seller's market and we're starting to inch our way back to a strong seller's market and then we're going to get to a medium strength seller's market to a weak seller's market and then to balanced. And when you get to balanced, what is the rate of appreciation that is expected? 3%. Why? Because that's a normal over 50 or 60 years per year. It gets to the rate of inflation, which is the answer. The rate of inflation in a balanced market is what price values go up. And right now, the last number I heard was 5%. Yeah, but it's 5% on a COVID number. So we don't know that. that I'm just saying. So then let's call it 4.17%. Okay. Let's call it 3%. I just want to say that it's not zero. A balanced go, market doesn't go, mean the prices are flat. Five, it's never so. to be zero. But, but I had a question. Okay. Uh, I mean, because I'm in a, in a, in a different <laughs> price, price range and I haven't seen it go up at all, actually still going down. Uh, because I'm my my customer base is under under three hundred thousand. What city? It doesn't matter. I, I I've been doing numbers for the past almost two years, oh. and, and under three hundred thousand single family homes, three and two, there's less than less than seventy five. That's in Maricopa County. So, okay. so, but when is that price range? Let's say under four hundred thousand. That is actually going to, I mean. Have yes, supply because, because you you guys are talking between the five and eight. That is, I wish I'll I go with three hundred to four hundred because that's the chart that I have in front of me right now. But I don't have an under three hundred thousand dollar chart. The reality mm-hmm. is in a marketplace like ours that, that where the we're lucky because our median average income has gone up as mm-hmm. our median. I'm sorry, not our median average. Our median income has gone up. Wage earners as our property values have gone up. So our affordability index is still very strong. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is you're right. You're shrinking that, you know why that, that's that market is shrinking. Isn't because we're expecting more houses to come to that market. It's because our city is getting more expensive, but luckily wages are going up too. So those are rising together, which is nice. But Mm -hmm. if I look at 300 to 400,000, yes, the percentage of increase of supply is much less. February 27th, it was, there were 777 homes for sale between 300 and 400,000. And now there's 1,040, which is a 33.8% increase. It's not a hundred, it's not a double, but it's still a so third. So, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I it, I think it's going to be tough, Raul. I, 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 I feel for you, man. Cause that's under 300. 
Um, I don't know. Are going away. When you look at the map of the breakdown of what the average sold prices of properties were, and you look at the hundred thousands and the two hundred thousands, which are these green squares, man, they're not a lot of them on that map. They're it is none. now blue, orange, and red, meaning three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, and above. Because she was talking about the average sales price in Levine went from two. 240 to four in the four hundreds in, in, in eight months. I was looking, even, I was even looking the, the community, the market that we were, they were helping those agents put their mailer together for. I mean, granted, we went back to 2017, but the average sales price was 220,000 in 217. And now this year they've had two properties sell in the four hundreds. Like that was not that long ago. That was in the price point that you're talking about. And now it's almost doubled. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. Yep. But so then when do the prices come down? I mean, I don't think I, so. <laughs> well, I, to me, be, the, the, I think, you know, I mean, I think there's going to be, uh, I think the shift begins now, right? Like yes. I, I think, I clearly think, it has uh, begun. Yes. I think because now we're seeing, because what we saw was we saw the demand actually, I think short term demand is going to dip even more just because I don't think the buyers that lost 12 offers and did not win are over their, you know, uh, frustration with the marketplace. Right. And I think that it, now that it's coming down, I think they may wait a little bit, but I think because I mean, rental rates here, JB, I don't know if you can tell me about this or, or car and beer rental rates here continue to climb. So I think that that's going to be a continued source of more demand. Um, as that gets more and more expensive, meaning pushing those people, that, you know what, you really, you know, as that discrepancy between it's cheaper to, because it's still cheaper to buy a house than it is to rent one. I think that that will um, continue to drive demand into the marketplace. Yes. Rental, well, and when rental rates rise, what is that an indication of? No vacancies. Right. And when rental rates dropped during the last boom, that was an indication that something bad's about to happen. But well, I, we don't have that here. But I think until, I don't know, usually it used to be the newspaper, but now I don't know that we can rely on the newspaper to change public opinion, that inventory is rising. There's, uh, you know, I mean, I think that that's when we'll see uh, buyers, you know, wanting to wait to see if it's going to be too much supply. But right now, I, I think we're going to continue to to add supply. Um, yeah. What, uh, what we're going to see... I, Obviously, what happens first isn't prices turn and go down. They just go up slower. Well, and this, that's what this, we're going to see. This was the first month. If you look at June statistic locally, because June just closed. Yeah. Like the last month, it was up about $8. And then this month, it was up like $1.50. So it went up slower. So we're yes. like, so the next one, we're going to see flat and then like, yeah. Well, because so maybe we do a mass mailer, maybe the, maybe the marketing campaign right now, because what, like which houses become harder to sell when there's more supply? The ones that are not as pretty as the, the ugly ones. ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or the ones that back to a street. Or yes. Like to me, the so ones with functional obsolescence, yeah, like so the problem houses right now that like the people don't want to update their house because they just don't want to put the cash into it. They just want to sell it as is, even though it's original from 1987 mm -hmm. like that guy needs to list now yes yes that's but, the, but it that's all they they don't believe that because they bought it that it has functional obsolescence though i get it but i'm just saying that the what's going to happen is the 
Um, prices will continue to rise, but those ones might not as we start to separate the data are the ones that have problems. I mean, we had people that were waving and waving appraisals on these houses that had, there were gut jobs. That, that market is going away. So was there a question of when is the market? The question was, when is the market going to shift? It was a trick question. Oh, because the market already is already shift shifting. Yes. Okay, right. Good, and yes. I thank you. I'm just so happy to hear from JB that it's actually not just here that this is happening then. And one of the one, I guess, two of the reasons that Tina gave us, and if we don't tell the world that she's great enough times in this podcast, then we'll continue to shout it on the next. But um, she gave two reasons. One reason why supply is rising is what? Prices are higher. Greedy sellers. Yeah. Two, maybe seeing some forbearance sellers start to come to fruition. The people who've been on forbearance and they don't want to write that $18,000 check to come out of forbearance or whatever the number is that they haven't been paying their mortgage for the last year. And instead of writing their lender oh, company a uh, $20,000 check to get square, instead they say, let's take advantage of these high prices. Why don't I go ahead and sell? Oh. And she said, there may be some of that coming now too. Yeah. Which is interesting because you don't you can't tell like it's not a in the tax records when it's going into foreclosure there is a public record notice of that happening whereas the forbearance there's no indicator that tells us whether that's what it is or not yeah i mean for business decision though i think that it makes um i think it's a chance for people to take advantage of marketplaces that may maybe where maybe a new farm area that they didn't in this opportunity because it, when there's when there's a shift in the marketplace going from a low supply to a high supply, typical dominant agents had less signage recently, right? Because now, like, because in old neighborhoods, we would have, we could have eight or 10 signs up at a time. And those signs could be up for months and months and months. And that has an imprint yeah. because then they're doing open houses. But now we haven't had open houses. So you can have a sign up and not get because like because one of our strategies to success you're see the deck shuffle is what you're saying on market share. It could no, I'm saying it's an opportunity for you to help these people on the podcast shuffle the deck because it, it can be shuffled because the, the the neighborhood dominance has lessened because everybody's supply is real low. So be more aggressive now as to get your sign out there and get your open house signs out there because then you can establish yourself because there hasn't been many open house signs. Yeah. Right. Like when you yeah. drive around, it just, I mean, on our listings, they, they, they sell too quick. They sell too quick. Yes. And actually, yes, agreed, agreed. But right. you're, but, a, but a successful tactic is having open house signs a lot in the neighborhood and trying to, you know, so Yeah. I think that we wrap up this section and we go into a Q&A section. What sure. do you think about yeah. that? Thank you guys for tuning in. That's kind of what we wanted to bring is just showing you guys what we're learning about. Let's open it up to questions. What do you guys got? Holla at your boy. Hey guys, I have a question. Yes. So uh, you guys are talking about the inventory is going up where you guys live, but here in Fresno, I was looking at the chart uh, last year, there was uh, 962 homes that were on sale, but this year, uh, uh, last month, there were only 716. And so here, the inventory has not gone that much up versus last year. Okay. Yeah, let I'm me, just, go ahead. 
Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're comparing apples to apples because we are still below. Our inventory is still currently below this point last year. Okay. The difference of what we're talking about is not waiting for 12 months to go by to see if a shift is happening, but let's look at the last three months and tell me where your inventory was end of February, March, and where it is now. And have you started to see a creep up in those last three months? I mean, obviously, I don't want to project that it's going to continue. We don't know how and what's going to happen in the next six to 12 months. It may continue at the pace that it is, or it'll flatten back out because of price reductions that are happening. People might change their mind. But don't go year over year because we are still technically below year over year. Yeah, it's the, same, the same is true here in Fresno. Right. Yep. So, so let's see. Where are you guys? So from from March thirty first to to today, under three hundred thousand, it went from one hundred and seven to to seventy five, and from uh, from on the under four hundred because I keep I went from four sixteen to five fourteen, so that's an increase of twenty five twenty five percent. I, I, yeah, but I, I, no, think, that, I think that that's more caused by the rise in prices, meaning that because that's the bottom of the price range for the for the the valley that I mean, it's not good news, but it's just what it is, is that because most of those listings only if there's only 100, you have to assume that they're at 270, 280, 290. But because in the first half of the year, we saw 10 percent appreciation, if you take a house that's 280 and you increase it by 10%, it now makes it worth 310. Therefore, it's gonna be hard to be adding homes to that. I mean, you're gonna to need to see massive supply and actually price reductions to, to increase the supply of that price range role. Mm -hmm. hey, right. When, when you is, look at, uh, let's see, from Q1 of 2016 to Q1 of 2021, the median family income went up by 25% in the Valley just to reiterate a stat that we talked about earlier. So um, if you think about what, I, I'm, I guess I could overlay this on what was the average sales price of the home in 2016 and what was the average sales price of the home in Q1 of 2021 to see how much prices went up because it's probably more than 25%. It is more than 25%. But is, that affordability yeah. index is still there. Sorry, go ahead. I thought I heard you talking, asking a question. I said it is. <laughs> Sorry. Higher, yeah. Higher, right, yeah. Interesting. All right. What other questions? JB. I did. Uh, I did have a question. So, and it's a carry along effect. I, I'm interested if you guys are seeing it as well. Um, uh, I know that your, uh, your economist said that there were two reasons that prices were going up. I actually, I tend to believe there was a third reason too. Not prices, um, supply. Have, it's uh, right. Um, uh, and uh, the reason prices were going up was in part because new construction um, what little new construction there is got hit with these, you know, uh, increases in, in materials costs. Um, and so suddenly new construction that was selling for a million dollars in our neighborhood is up to 1.3 or 1.35. And it's just a carry along effect of if anybody else who has a, uh, has a property in the area is just seeing all of their houses price per square foot go up as well. Um, what I am also seeing though, is that there isn't a lot of new construction starting. I'm not seeing any housing starts in the area, and I'm not sure if you guys are either. Um, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, we need a lot more, more houses to get to a balanced market. 
And I don't, I don't see that happening in my market. I'm not sure if you guys are. But no, I, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, there, there, we are seeing more homes built here mm -hmm. than we have in the past 10 years, but the glut or the lack of new homes being built over the last 10 years has been so devastated that we we're not building enough. So I, 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 agree. I have stats for that if you'd like, okay, but, that, but it doesn't help JB because his neighborhoods are different. I just want to make sure to clarify the point. If I, if I must spoke earlier, the two reasons she gave weren't for why prices are rising. The two reasons she gave were why supply is rising. Okay. 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 Because okay. That, okay. the fact that greedy sellers and people coming off of forbearance aren't that's, that's supply issue, not price issue. Got it. But, okay. um, Last on Friday, uh, so what was that? Uh, less than a week ago, I got actually a week ago today, I got asked to, to moderate a panel on Friday, which was the growth panel of the Arizona Sun Corridor, which is basically Prescott to Mexico. That Arizona yep. corridor that one day will all be a big megatropolis and we're all going to have freeways throughout the whole thing. We had people from Prescott. We had people from Pinal County, which is north of Tucson and between Phoenix and Tucson. We had people from Phoenix, people from Tucson talking about the growth that was happening. And one of the guys from RL Brown, who is a noted new home permit tracker in our area, he came in and he was talking about some of the, uh, the new home permits that are now doubling from where they were a year ago. So we are, we are absolutely seeing more new homes being built, but what's happening here in the Valley is we still have empty land. There's a lot of empty space. And so what we're not seeing is a lot of infill projects that are creating higher density, unless they're on the higher price ranges, because that's an expensive product to do. When you're looking for affordable housing, which Raul is looking for affordable housing, I mean, you know what I mean? When we're looking for affordable housing, it's not cheaper to pack a bunch of people in, a, in an existing city. It's actually cheaper to give them single family homes an hour away yeah. where, the, mm -hmm. where the dirt is cheap. Hello, Ocotillo. Hello, Ocotillo. No, like Ocotillo is <laughs> no, in town now, no, my man. Yeah. You're going further than yeah. Hello, Casa Grande. Hello, Eloy. Hello, Yeah, Eloy. Yeah. Yes. The, like, it's all there. Looking, you're, you're looking at um, doubling of permits in those communities, even though you think about it, like, man, that's an hour. It's an hour and a half. No, because a lot of, I mean, Raul's spot on in his, his analysis, because the number one uh, search parameter in Phoenix is a hundred thousand to one fifty. So people want affordable housing. They want affordable housing. Yes. There's no, there's definitely a push for affordable housing. So when it comes to population growth versus housing growth, which we've obviously pay attention to a lot, um, Tina added a chart from, for that as well. And from 2000 until 2009, the housing units, the growth of housing units percentage wise was always above the population growth percentage-wise. More houses, like 3.2% more houses, 2.8% more people. 4.4% more houses, 3.7% more people. And in 2009, those charts inverted. And since 2009, we still have more population percentage growth than housing units. It's still undersupplied here, just like it's undersupplied there, JB. Even okay. though we're talking about inventory growing, it's just a, a weaker strong seller's market well also the um amount of investors increases when appreciation is higher we haven't even talked about block blackstone blackrock blackrock well they just bought a five Six billion dollar yeah right like the fact that corporations are now swallowing up these houses does that how that's going to affect it is also we're not even talking about that 
that's a Rob Hahn article that we'll need to read. Yes. Once he publishes Agreed. That. More questions. <laughs> Matt? I've got somebody in the Micah, chat. Micah, did you have Yeah, a this is a great, great, great conversation. Um, I think Arizona is a developer's dream. I mean, now that you're talking about vacant land. And the other thing I wanted to mention as well is that, so I, I personally own multi-unit properties. That market has been really crazy because oh, that, that market is absolutely i mean yes it's on have, fire we do multi-family as well um tell me what you're seeing so i'm seeing um because I've, I've been on the fence you know we've we've owned ours maybe some of them for four years five years i mean like a duplex of, a quadplex yeah, triplex or like a, 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 uh, like a 50 unit girl yeah, we're the we're the plex family so we actually own a duplex a triplex and a fourplex Awesome. And so, Congratulations. Um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been great. And that's how I ended up getting started in real estate. But um, the cap rates are so insanely low that I don't even know how investors, if they just buy these properties for write-off. I mean, you know, when we bought our- They're banking on, uh, uh, they're banking on rental rates continuing to rise. Right, right, right. So no, that's a- that's that, that makes the cap rate higher, right? It does, right. It does make the cap rate higher. Um, but that that definitely is. But no, this has been a, a, an amazing conversation because it, you know, and I actually was on a call with Tina on a webinar. I think it was last week as well. And she, you're right, she's amazing. I think that the um, some of the cities that she shows that are, you know, because she goes down all the cities in our area that are really going to rock it, um, and others that are just kind of, you know, not going to be as competitive. So, you know, it's a numbers game, right? But let's say it's a numbers game. Uh, that's mm -hmm. a, yes, yeah. always. Yep. But I mean, to me, I started to see the, the multifamily market really take off about two years ago because um, it seems like there's a, a lot of gentrification, that big word, that's going on in the multifamily to capture those higher rates. Because I think that that's what they're doing, uh, Nina, is they're buying them. And then they're improving them and then looking for the higher rents that are out there as uh, single family housing rental rates are, uh, are, are rising rapidly. And that is pushing a lot of people into, uh, I don't want to say lower standards, but I mean, obviously, you know, if you can afford a single family home and now you're going to be in a, a condo. I don't know if that's always considered to be an, you know, an upgrade or a downgrade or a side movement, but not, you know, it, but, but it's what is going to allow those, those, uh, you know, multifamily to uh, perform very high. Right. Cause right. I sold a, a 11 unit place in Phoenix um, last year and um, you know, he's benefiting from the higher rental rates. So but he bought one that was already upgraded. So, and then he bought one that was already upgraded in Scottsdale as well. He bought a, he bought 11 units and he bought five units. All right. What else? I mean, hey. I think Nina, that is, it's on the, you know, it, you know, Grant Cardone is somebody that was talking about rent renter nation, renter nation because there is so many people out there renting and it's why we see the investors buying the houses is because of what Raul was talking about. So Raul, obviously what we're gonna do need to do is we're gonna need to buy those houses and rent them to those people because they're not gonna be able to, 
you're gonna have to team up with an investor that can afford the 315 or the 330 buy it and then rent it to your people because if they want to be in those neighborhoods those neighborhoods are priced out of it from a you know i mean if you're going to be a solution provider it's like you know it's hard because it's obviously a person can't increase how much money they make overnight right i mean they, they can get a new job but it's harder to do that so it's it, it can be very frustrating but the solution may be to you know try and match up uh, a investor that will because I mean, as an investor myself, I have a I have an eleven year tenant. You know who likes an eleven year tenant? Landlords. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and rent and and she's dragged on rental rates, but because turnover is what hurts um, a tenant, right? Like when you're as a you know a landlord, right? Whenever yeah. you turn over, you have. I don't know. Sometimes they have dogs and they scratch the windows. They have, you know, new paint jobs or new plumbing, or they have let, you know, Phil's got problem with landscapers, you know, cutting trees <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Phil yeah. and I own a rental yeah. property and he got fired because he yelled at the landscaper and there's not enough, there's too much work and not enough landscapers. So we can't be yelling at the landscapers <laughs> <laughs> because then they tell us they don't want to work with us. <laughs> I know. Can you talk he, there, Phil? He still cuts my neighbor's yard too. And when I see him, he doesn't even look at me. He doesn't even look at me. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Appreciate it. If you have a but the shift has begun. The shift is that it is for sure. Now. I mean, I think locally it will still be another 12 months until we get back to three months supply. Yeah. Like I still think it, so. The good news is is for buyers that finally we're gonna get to see some supply. But the good news is if you got some VA or FHA buyers, look for those new listings that are overpriced because they're not getting offers, right? It's a good conversation to go back to those people that got frustrated and be like, hey, we're still, because we're still expecting the market to go up. There's nothing that we're not, none of this conversation said we're going to see a glut of houses. Correct. Right. So to me, we're just going to correct back to a normal market, which is actually a shift. Yes. Because the shift this time is not meaning. It's a welcome shift. shift. Not down. I mean. I'm you see the amount of people that get burnt out in this marketplace. Oh, this you market. See it. Yeah, it's, in, it's easy. When you write 15 offers for somebody, it's easy to get burnt. When you get 12 offers, when yeah. you get a, because they yell at the agent. And I'm sorry for all of you that got yelled at because they blame it on us, the agents. And it's not fair, Phil, because we are the council. It's we are we, not this the. This is what we signed up for. Man. Yeah, this is what we signed oh, up. Oh, okay, good deal. All right. I just went. I just went on a contract on one that I was putting offers since November. I just went on the contract last week. At least two wait offers a, per a, week. Wait a Finally. Atta boy. Right. Good what, to see good you guys. Job, Raul. Thank you, Raul. Adios, Happy everybody. Thursday. Thank you. Thank you.